Hello and welcome to Dream Life Best Fit Role with me, Nikki Smith. I work as a psychologist and a career change coach and help senior corporate workers who are fed up to design really their dream role, one with more meaning and freedom. So happy to be chatting to Sarah Piper from Invisible Partners. And I'm going to get Sarah to let you know who she is and who she helps. Thanks for having me on, Nikki. I am the director and founder of Invisible Partners, and we work with organizations to help them recruit better from the inside. So we're not an agency. We kind of um, are something alternative to that. So often working with organizations to open their mind about who they might want to attract and to think differently about who they hire and what core skills they hire in market. So Sarah and I wanted to get together because we know that now is the time in terms of opportunities out there, but we wanted to give you some of what we know about that because not everyone understands this as fully as we do. So Sarah, can you start off by saying why is now a great time to find the role that you want? There's actually never been a better time. It's so exciting. We've gone from a market that is incredibly employer-led, which means they get to call the shots. They can have incredibly long wish lists and they don't deviate from those wish lists. And that has been our reality for the last decade in the job market. And the candidate experience around that can be really frustrating and you feel like you can't create anything other than what you've been typecast to do. Right now... The, the tables have completely turned. We are seeing the best job market that we've ever seen in 50 years. There are more, substantially more vacancies and job opportunities than there are people. I think the last stat that I heard on ABC last week was there are currently four vacancies for every one unemployed person. And whilst that's quite kind of raw data and it doesn't necessarily relate to the specialist skill sets, it's pretty shocking. It's pretty de- demonstrative around the fact that right now it's a candidate-driven market. So employees get to this wonderfully unique opportunity to design exactly what they're looking for and position themselves in in a way that they haven't done before. So I think if you have a bunch of transferable skills that you're trying to apply into a different area, now is the time to try and carve out your new reality. That is so exciting to hear. And I really want you to take Sarah's words on board um, because now is a great time. And I have clients who have designed their dream role and they're talking about those dream roles with organizations and the organizations are open because they're really wanting to solve problems. And when we talk about transferable skills, I think people really do underestimate to what extent you can identify your strengths and design a role from them. And the other way to look at it, if that sounds like a bit too pie in the sky dreaming or thinking is there are problems that need to be solved and you have a unique strength set and you can solve them. And so when you marry those two things together in an employee-led job market, the opportunities are really significant. So I just, I just love hearing Sarah's take on that. Should we talk about next a bit more about why doesn't it feel straightforward? So I talk to many people each week and there still always seems to be some fear and uncertainty around making a change, some fear and uncertainty around transferable strengths. I've heard of them, but what the hell are they? Um, And thirdly, like how do I even go about uh, contacting an organisation or kind of leading my job seeking in that way? Um, I've got a ton to say about this, but I hear my stuff all the time. Sarah, I'd love to hear from you on that. Did you want to chime in on that one? Sure. I think... Without going to be too um, kind of twee about it all, I think it does require a really deliberate approach with somebody outside of your own domain or outside of yourself to have perspective around how you can package up what you do and apply it into a different sphere. I absolutely agree with you around organizations are looking for problems to be solved and there's loads of ways in which you can approach that problem to be solved. And so I think it's about getting really, really clear on 
what are the things that you do when you're in your flow and what are you doing when you're completely utterly excited and completely passionate about what you do and how can you um, distill that down to the component parts and, and figure out how you can chuck that into a completely different pathway which is of course your absolute sort of genius to quote you but I think sometimes it does take somebody outside of yourself to help you on that journey I think it's really difficult to do that in isolation on your own where you don't have somebody helping you create the vision you might know what you want to do but the how you get there thing can be really tricky to do on your own yes I think that kind of journey of understanding what you want to do can sometimes be reasonably easy but getting repackaging what you're currently typecast as and and repurposing it into the direction you want to go is a bit of a team sport I agree yeah I want to talk a bit more about the how but first up part of the reason it it's a team sport and part of the reason it's helpful to team up with someone outside of your own brain is that we haven't been taught how to do this I recently got asked why do we need help designing our career and I realized at school generally there was some poor career counseling if any universities generally are here poor if any in our family system there's usually some stories about around work and what it is and what it means and some of them may resonate with us and some of them may not and then even in organizations gosh you're really lucky to have a manager or upline that cares about your career development that leads conversations that cares about your strengths so if we think systemically we haven't been taught how to do this so let's make it a team sport and let's learn how to do this so in terms of the strengths that Sarah was talking about, I just wanted to give you, to give people a couple of 101 things. So if you're thinking, oh, I know I've got strengths, but they're not so fancy, all humans tend to undervalue their strengths because they come more easily and naturally to us, but there will be a superpower or a zone of genius in that packaging up of your strengths. So it's, it is really important to dive deep into those and find out what they are. And there'll be a link somewhere I'm guiding you to my guide on that. So if you're ready to dive in deep, go for that. The other thing is by looking at your strengths, Sarah talked about you may know what you want to do and that's amazing. Most people I talk to don't have a clear idea. And so part of the answer can be in your strengths as well. So what if you could design a role that matches your strengths like a glove? How cool would that be? What if it takes you into a new direction that you hadn't even thought of? What if it generates ideas for you? So it's also not just the how, it's also it can contribute to the answer as well. Now that you've mentioned it and, and phrase it like that, I think that's so spot on. I speak to many individuals that are completely ingrained in their careers and they have been in those ingrained careers. I'm talking lawyers, accountants that are kind of, they've been charged with this professional career pathway that seems so rigid. You know, what do you do if you're not a lawyer? You're kind of defined by that profession like a lawyer or an accountant. But in that job, let's assume that they're good at what they do, but they don't want to do it anymore. There are so many transferable skills. And I think, but they they don't have the, they have the complete narrow blinkers on so they cannot see what the what what it might look like. So I think that that makes complete sense. So helpful. And also what I do find as well is it tends to boost that confidence because it's one thing for someone in your team to say, have you thought about using your strengths in this way? And it's another thing to actually believe in it, isn't it? So yeah, team sport. I love that phrase. So next up, Sarah and I wanted to share what we see people doing that's not helping them land their dream roles. What are we seeing that's not working? And do you want to start off, Sarah? Yeah. In my business, we are privy to seeing hundreds and hundreds of CVs every single week and most CVs aren't particularly well written. You know, nobody likes writing their own CV. It is a painful task. And again, I'll refer to the team sport piece, which is why sometimes it's good to have somebody in your corner to help you. But invariably, they're either badly conceived or they just don't talk about any points of difference or package up that strength proposition at all in any defined way. The resumes that are a little bit 
better written and have got strengths in them have no evidence base. So they might say, I'm a great team builder or I'm fantastic with relationships, but there's no evidence base. So they're unquantified. And so they kind of ring hollow when you're reading them. I could put in my resume that I'm good at anything, unless it's got some level of evidence that substantiates the claim, it's kind of empty. It's empty, um, empty words. And so I, I see either the underdone CV, which has been put together in 10 seconds with real base, base level errors in them, no personalization, no personality. Or I see sometimes, as often, people that have just lots of key words in there with the hope that some of those might stick and, and neither of those two land. And so I think particularly when you are trying to use your marketing document, which is your resume, to secure yourself an extension to your career or or to diverge your career somewhat. It really is around putting some effort in, putting some effort to personalize that and really make it pop on the page, on the screen, when you're the 100th resume to be seen that day. Yeah, so I think it's the the underdone CVS regularly. And, And the same goes for LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is also your second more public marketing document. And often it's either underdone, so lack of content or just completely no evidence behind the claim. I love hearing that. So what Sarah's referring to is it does take some time and effort and it's okay if you're not the person to write it. It's absolutely okay. It can be a team sport as well. And we both know great resume writers. So reach out to us and LinkedIn writers. Just, yeah, I just said to a client today, it's not worth losing sleep over this. She was losing sleep over her resume. So we're about to outsource it. And on my website, there is a free LinkedIn masterclass with Sarah and that I did together and a free CV what to do, what not to do, if you just want some initial guidance. Next up, what are you saying at interview level, Sarah? I'm really glad you asked that because I think that that is your opportunity to absolutely slam dunk your point of difference. And so I think the things that I see at interview are, again, individuals not having spent time identifying what their points of difference are, so what their strengths are. So I think spending some time deliberately identifying what your strengths are in relation to the role that you've applied for that's sometimes a complete vacuum, a complete missing a missing chunk of the jigsaw puzzle. And then those individuals that have identified their strengths and do have a, a strong proposition, often the missing link is a lack of conviction. And that conviction piece can be generated in two different ways, in my opinion, in my experience. One is around applying some emotive language to what you do. I love this project and meeting that really tight deadline. It was so frantic. It was hard, but I loved it. So really stating what you enjoy, why it motivated you, you, the, the satisfaction it gave you and painting a picture, a motive language just creates color and creates personality and builds rapport with the person trying to figure out if you're the person they want to spend eight hours a day with. So the kind of color and flair and personality is, is one piece. And then it's the, the nonverbal stuff, the conviction behind what you're doing through um, the pacing in which you speak, the pauses in which you apply to what you're doing, letting the silences be. I think those individuals that speak too quickly, try and fill the, the silence and, and kind of betray their nerves. Nerve, interviews are nerve-wracking things. That they're, they're challenging forums. But at the same time, there are some strategies that you can employ to try and counteract the natural nerves around pausing, pacing, that can strengthen that, that sense of conviction that you need for someone else to believe what you're saying and have belief in yourself. And so I think without being too kind of cute about it, working with someone like you, Nikki, to support identifying strengths and to support your self-belief around those strengths will help to support a more compelling interview at that stage of the process. I just love all your tips, Sarah. And look, the interview, it's an artificial scenario, you know, and again, we weren't necessarily taught all the things we needed to know to master the interview. And I love what Sarah is saying about 
pause. You know, my favourite tip is when asked a question, you can take your time. It doesn't feel natural to you though. So you can actually say something like, oh, I'm thinking about two or three scenarios. I'll just need a few seconds to think about which one to share. Or you can even say back to them, I'm thinking about scenario A and B, which one would you like to hear about? But just creating some space in there, I think it's really, really clever. So what what we've been talking about today is one of our top tips and strategies is to get to know your strengths be able to articulate them in a way that you feel confident and con- and have conviction, but also gives you credibility and conveys your personality and passion to a change, whether it's a small change or a big change. And so the good news is we've got a guide for that. So in the link, there'll be a guide to the Strengths Mini Masterclass bundle. I'm so proud of this. We've spent so much time on this and we've synthesized what we know into a kind of 90-minute Strengths Masterclass that's even cut into smaller segments for our post-pandemic brains to, to go through. So please dive in on that. But also, you know, Sarah and I, we're here to help you. So Sarah, who would you like to help? We, we as an organization tend to work with the employers, so we can tend to challenge ingrained thinking, help them to think more broadly around what skills they essentially need in the business to solve the problems they're tackling. So if you're a leader that wants to open up the talent pools um, that, that are non-existent often just now and wants to do things differently and think differently about how you hire, then please give me a call and, and get in touch with me and, and let us see what we can do to help. And we'll have Sarah's contact details in the post. And I help people. So if you're a senior corporate worker and you've heard about this opportunity and you want to really leverage that and optimize a change, um, you're probably fed up and wanting more meaning, autonomy and time freedom and potentially want to go all the way and design your role to match you exactly and hire your own boss, even go that far. Just comment below ready or send me a private message. So happy to have shared a bit of Sarah Gold today with you all. (laughs) I'm going to be really, really cheesy. Nobody that I have referred to Nikki hasn't come back with absolute game-changing advice. Everybody that I have referred to Nikki, which is many people, have just been so inspired by thinking differently and having somebody in their corner that helps them to take off the blinkers and think about what they might want to, what they could achieve with Nikki's support. So I cannot recommend Nikki enough. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) And it was so unprompted. For anyone that knows me, you know, that's totally unprompted. I'm probably going to blush a little bit now. The people you send to me are just fabulous. And I'm so glad that they're um, happy and thrilled. And it really, it really struck me quite recently how we haven't been taught at school, university or in the workplace how to design our career. So don't beat yourself up. Reach out and we're here to help. Thanks, Sarah. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more stories like this one, please subscribe. And if you're ready to uncover what's ultimately next for you, whether it's your next role or your dream role, please go to my website, www.nikkismithcoach.com and there you can sign up for a free online webinar workshop or you can reach out to me via the contact form. And if you loved what you heard, please leave a five-star review. I'd love to read what you enjoyed most about the episode. I'll talk to you soon.